On this week's episode of Deadball Brothers, we are taking it back to CONCACAF, making sure that we are using the international break to the best of our abilities and talking about some extremely late game shenanigans that are historic in their proportion and incredible dumbness. Drew, you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. Well, buckle up. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball, brother. Hey there, brother. Hey there, brother. <laughs> this is a weekly podcast about soccer and history with the healthiest dose of stupidity you've ever seen. Yeah, a, a, a really good amount of stupidity. It's like a vitamin gummy of stupidity, but you take like 17 of them. It's like how you need like 15 minutes of daylight uh, to get all your vitamin D for the day. You need 15 minutes of Deadball Brothers at least... For your stupidity. Absolutely correct. I don't know. That sounded kind of dumb. Well, that's what that's what we're all about. That's what we're all about here. <laughs> my name is Adam Whitaker Snavely. I'm everybody's least favorite athletic writer. With me, as always, is my real-life brother. Drew Snavely and the Buffalo Bills are going to the Super Bowl this hey, year, baby. Hey, hey, hey. Let's go, <laughs> Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. God, we're such big Bills fans. Yeah. We are in the midst of an international break, and so we only have American football to hold us over. And it is great because it's the opening opening day. Opening day of the NFL. Well, I guess Thursday was the opening day. Well, yeah, it doesn't count. That game was terrible. 10-3. So. That was an absolutely <laughs> awful game. I can't believe people watch football instead of soccer. And Lord knows that we need American football to distract us from soccer because that game against Mexico was terrible. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't watch because uh, it sounded like it was terrible. Trust the process and all that with the old <laughs> Triple G Greg Berhalter, but uh, it's not fun in the meantime. Trust the nepotism. No matter, no matter where you are in that, it is, not, it is currently not fun. Yeah, yeah, not fun at all. But that's not what we're here to talk about. That's not what we're here to talk we about. We are, however, here to talk about CONCACAF, because we... that's what the story is about today, and a big surprise for you listeners out there, the story is leading off today. We are diving right into the story. Like Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> all right, all right. So, Adam, you have you have brought a story for us. Yeah. Um. You were kind of saying about the weird, weirdest rules ever in in a match. It's definitely one of the weirdest rules ever. It's definitely one of the strangest endings to a match that you will ever see. Um, so I just I wanted to put it out there into our listeners' minds, um, into your ear holes, and therefore into your brain wrinkles of trying to figure out some of these moments. And Drew, I'd also like to ask you, what are some of the craziest? endings to a soccer game you can possibly think of oh man really putting me on the spot here yeah absolutely uh if i had to pick one or two i guess abby wambach goal versus brazil i have never screamed as hard oh man when when abby wambach scored that goal because it was like the the brazilians were like very very blatantly time wasting yeah in the in the run up to it, yeah, and she scores a goal in like the hundred and twenty second minute when all hope was lost. Yeah, and then um, they win, and then they won the the penalty shootout, and they won the penalty shootout, and then they lost and then Japan they, in the final. <laughs> they lost in the final <laughs> in a penalty shootout. Yeah, well, you yeah. Know. What it, can you do? What can you do? Uh, I think another one for me, um, just recent memory, 
Lucas Moura's goal versus Ajax oh, yeah, in the, the Champions the League semifinals. Um, that was literally, that was like 10 seconds left in the match. Definitely lit. Or, no, I was going to say Mora, but there actually is, I do have a third one. Oh, yeah. Um, Sergio Aguero's goal for, yeah. for Man City um, to oh, win yeah. them the Premier League title. Uh, the Aguero. It just, it just keeps going up. <laughs> just keeps on going up, yeah. Was that Arlo White? Uh, I don't, was he... I don't, I don't remember I don't if it was no. If he was commenting, um, for I don't think NBC was the the sole provider of Premier League games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, that that's fair. I I just I yeah I think that that was one of the most. Aguero. That oh and that one and um Abby Wambach too, was a uh, like some iconic commentary moments. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Can you believe it? For for English speaking people. Save the USA's life. <laughs> Well, I was going to say for um, Latin American and South American commentators, like every goal is yeah, like, well, that's fair. the biggest thing, and it's there's so much joy. Yes. Um, Jermaine Jones' goal against Portugal in the <laughs> 2014 World Cup. Yes. Papa Carina, big golazo! was great. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, man. Well, cool, good. Keep those in mind okay. because... I have a game that I'm going to talk to you about. Okay. That I think tops all of those. <laughs> okay. Let's let's do it then. All right. We'll see. I'll judge. And I, and I also I know. So this is this is a little favor to you. I know that last time that I brought a story, you were like, "Oh, you're always bringing such like serious stories." <laughs> uh, I mean, it's important. We need to be reminded of this stuff that we shouldn't. <laughs> kill people and sell drugs and be racist but so right, dude, i so, wasn't saying that any of that was bad i, I know, was just i know i'm just i'm just giving you a hard time but i did promise that i would bring a little bit funnier of a story so okay, okay. so we're thank, going back thank you we're going to go back to Concacaf. yes we are for the first time in a while it has been a while mm-hmm. since curacao and we're going back to the caribbean and we're going back to the caribbean so yep. really since curacao so so really since curacao okay. all right for one of the dumbest games ever played because of a specific rule. And I'm going to tell you about the most golden goal in history. The most golden goal in history. Yep. Oh, golden goal? Yep. I forgot about that. Golden goal. It's been a, a while big deal. Since... It was a big thing in the, in the 90s slash maybe the very early 2000s. Yeah, I feel like golden goal is around even... To late two thousands, maybe not. Maybe no, no. They, they got rid of they it. They got rid of it. Yeah. Oh. Right. But but yeah, it was it was a weird thing that FIFA really wanted to use to prevent penalty shootouts. But also like, I feel like it also created more penalty shootouts because there's even less incentive to attack. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's like hockey. Hockey yeah. has a golden goal type um, overtime system. Mm-hmm. So. It's the 1994 Caribbean Cup. 1994. At, at the time, it's sponsored by Shell, so it's commonly referred to as the Shell Cup. Um, as soon as I say that, I'm, I guarantee th- this is, a, this is a, a slightly more well-known like soccer legend, I think. The Shell Company? So No, no, no. The, this, the story that I'm going to do. So <laughs> I think okay. that as soon as I say, yeah, well, yeah, the Shell Company, you know, <laughs> gas. I love it. Um, 
fossil fuels. It's I thought great. Th- I thought that you were making a connection to like <laughs> no. shell, like seashells. No. Like we're in the Caribbean. <laughs> Because uh, I'm pretty sure Shell started out as a, a seashell sea um, selling company. Like, they just sold seashells. Sea yeah. No, that's not. that's. But that's not where you're going. It's a hard no of, of what this I is was a, saying. This is a soccer podcast. This is a soccer podcast. <laughs> as we will have you know. No, I was saying, I, I guarantee some people already know where I'm going with the story when I say, oh, 1994 Caribbean Cup. I okay. feel like people are, are going to know. Well, but I don't know because I wasn't born yet. So. If you don't know, prepare yourselves for some truly excellent, excellent skullduggery. Excellent. I got really, really excited about the word skullduggery. <laughs> and I mispronounced excellent. I hate that when you concentrate on one word, yep. you're like, oh, I'm going to crush this word. And then all the words leading up to it are absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Gibberish. So the game in question takes place between Barbados and Grenada. Mm. Some background for you. Barbados, current population, about 227,000 people, which is about the size of Richmond, Virginia, or Boise, Idaho, depending on whatever you prefer. Uh, The highest ever FIFA ranking they have achieved, 92nd. It's a good year. Most famous result was a 2-1 victory over Costa Rica in the 2002 World Cup qualifying. Uh, they yeah. subsequently lost all the rest of their games in World Cup qualifying, but they had that one they win. They got that win. They also had a, a draw, a 1-1 draw against Northern Ireland, which apparently was like a, oh, yeah, we did it. Um, Grenada, current population, 107,000, about the size of Enterprise, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which was the only one I could find that was close. Uh, <laughs> highest ever FIFA ranking, 88th. Most famous result, beating Cuba on penalties in the semifinal of the 2008 Caribbean Cup. So, huh. these are two teams that are historically... Not they are, great. They're not great. Yeah. They are minnows in a region that is considered a minnow within its own confederation. Yeah. In a confederation that's commonly seen as the backwater of world soccer. Yeah, wow. You didn't sugarcoat that at yeah. all. It's like, you know, you have, like, Europe and South America, and then, commonly, Africa and Asia, in, like, most people's rankings of of international competition, and then CONCACAF, and then probably Oceania. Yeah. Uh, like, below CONCACAF. Yes, yes. Um, so, they're, they're not good. They're very, very small. The lowest of the low, some would say. Yeah. And like we've said about the Caribbean before, uh, so much of the battle is just being noticed by those outside of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, and using that attention to launch like an actual good program. But the Caribbean Cup is one of the surest ways to do that. All of the Caribbean nations are entered into it, unless they withdraw, which happens sometimes when people can't just like field a team. And it is most That's often... Sad. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> And it is most often used to determine qualification for tournaments such as the Gold Cup, seeding and World Cup qualification, all that jazz. So the Caribbean Cup is like the gateway. Okay. If you if you are building up a program that is consistently successful in the Caribbean Cup, it is a good way to actually build your program. Um, a classic example of this, Trinidad and Tobago in the mid to late 90s and early 2000s. Um, kind of their golden generation of players. You had people like Stern John um, banging Stern. in goals. In banging the in League. goals. Oh, um, yeah. And they made it into the 
they made it into a couple World Cups, including 2006, um, where they almost beat England. But Peter Crouch scored against them. I oh, man. Peter, Peter Sh- Crouch. Shouts, Peter Crouch. So, Hope retirement's treating you well. Yeah, love Peter Crouch. <laughs> so so that's, that's just an example of, like, how a small Caribbean nation kind of used the Caribbean Cup and subsequently um, built upon that um, yes. as they were going on. Um, the 94 Caribbean Cup was technically an off year, so no one qualified for the Gold Cup okay. through it. But the winner of the Caribbean Cup did automatically qualify for the final round of the tournament the next year. So there's still value in doing well. Yeah. Um, and the way that the Caribbean Cup is kind of set up um, and has been set up in for like several years past has been basically there is a, a couple teams that automatically qualify yeah. in the final round. Yeah. And the pre-qualification for that is there are several groups and they play a round robin amongst their groups. And usually the top one team advances to the final round. And sometimes it's been like a couple of the second place teams, depending on how many people are actually in the tournament or how many teams are in the tournament. Yeah. Um, so you have this whole pre-qualification system. And this is the case in 1994. Okay. The first round of qualifying had five groups. Either of three or four teams. Each group played a round robin, one game against each team, and the first place team advanced to the final round of the tournament, which saw the remaining teams placed into two groups of four. They played a round robin. The top two teams from each group got put into the semifinals. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. In group one, you had Barbados, Grenada, and Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. Barbados lost their opener to Puerto Rico, the third team in the group, one to nothing. In the second game of the tournament, Puerto Rico and Grenada played to extra time. Grenada scored a golden goal in extra time to win them the game and put them in the driver's seat for the group. For those that don't know, golden goal is basically once you get into overtime, extra time. Yes. If you score that, whatever whatever team scored wins automatically you don't play out the full 30 minutes of extra time it's the soccer version of sudden death yes nfl overtime kind of kind of deal like i said hockey before hockey yeah yeah uh, several sports have it soccer yeah. at one point did have it until people realized that it was not a, probably a good idea for the game of soccer um here's where we get to one of the weirdest nonsensical rules yeah <laughs> that i've heard of in soccer Tournament organizers, specifically for this year, had decided that in this year's edition of the tournament, 1994, that there will be no draws in the group stages. Oh, yeah. Hence, (laughs) the use of extra time and the presence of the golden golden goal. goal. Tournament organizers had also determined that a golden goal would be worth two goals. What? So... When Grenada beat Puerto Rico in extra time, the game immediately ended, but the final score was listed as 2 to nothing Grenada. Weird. So Grenada led the group with three points and a plus-two differential. Okay, yeah. While Puerto Rico trailed them with three, one, three points and a negative-one differential, and they don't have any more games, so they're mathematically eliminated. Yeah. That Barbados sucks. had zero points, 
and a negative one differential and one remaining game against Grenada. Okay. So this is this is the I'm, the, I'm building here. The, the stage is set. The stage is set. Yeah. I can't think of any good reason for golden goals being worth two. Yeah. Like I don't. I have no idea what the rationale. It doesn't is. really make sense. And I, and I can't find the rationale like anywhere. <laughs> I, I was I was researching all this. Yeah. Um. And it was like it, it just it there was there was no explanation of what the 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 organizers wanted i'm kind of assuming that they were thinking that it would prevent weird tiebreakers and goal differential things if there were know. more if the if the golden goal is worth more goals i'm just i guess i i think i'm just picturing uh the the tournament officials just being really drunk at a bar <laughs> in the caribbean and be like what if Instead of making golden goals, golden goals worth one goal, we just made them worth two because we can. I don't know because it, like the team who scores is winning wins anyways. Yes. It, it doesn't yeah, make sense. It doesn't make it doesn't make any sense. Well, and I guess if you don't have any draws, then nobody's ever getting one point. But like, it still is weird. Like, it, yeah, it's still like it just feels like I said before, nonsensical. So. It, yeah, I wrote down. It basically turned the golden goal into the Mario mushroom. Um, <laughs> so there's a little joke for y'all. So both Barbados and Grenada came into the last game with pretty clear missions. If Barbados could win the game by two goals, they tie Grenada on points and win the group by goal differential. Since there's no draws, if Grenada can win the game or make sure they lose by only one goal, they advance. Okay. Um, Puerto Rico is mathematically out, so Grenada is in the driver's seat. Yeah, but the final game is being played in Barbados, so it is anyone's game. Yeah. Like it's it's still very much open season yeah. kind of thing because Barbados has a very clear path to victory. The game starts extremely well for Barbados. They jump out to a two nil lead and retain the lead until the 80th minute, which is exactly one of the scores Barbados needs to advance. Okay, they're winning yeah. two to nothing. It's going into the 80th minute. In the 83rd minute, tragedy strikes for Barbados. Oh, no. Grenada scores one of the flukiest goals you'll ever see. <laughs> it was it like, a, was it like a World Cup qualifying-esque? Oh, yes, my guy. It was like... <laughs> Deflection off Omar Gonzalez. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> kind of. I can't... I, so, okay. The highlights are very, very grainy. Yeah. Um, and they're also clipped in a way that just like any highlight video that you find is like 30 seconds long. Yeah. And so the highlights of that specific goal, it definitely the ball definitely takes some sort of deflection. I can't tell if it's off a defender or if it just takes the worst bounce off the pitch because they are playing in a cow pasture. Yeah, yeah. like it, it is the the field is awful. Better than a church, though. <clears throat> well, that's you know depending you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it might actually be a church. Yeah, that's true. Um, the shot completely baffles goalkeeper Horace Stout, um, who is possibly the most famous player who has played in this game. Um, okay. And by most famous, I mean he still isn't very famous. He played 15 games for Livingston in Scotland. Livingston? Yes. Um, okay. I've never even heard of Livingston. I know. He's the only player that I can find that played outside of, uh, like, the Caribbean, <laughs> basically. Okay. okay. Um <clears throat> So this ball just kind of slowly rolls into the goal, and Horace Stout just, like, watches it because of the, the deflection that it took is so zany. Yeah. Um, 
Grenada is still losing two to one, but they advance with this scoreline. Yeah. Barbados now has seven minutes plus stoppage time to find a goal and stay alive in the tournament. And this is when passing the ball back and forth with each other very slowly, Horace Stout and defender Terry Seeley are looking downfield. They're just they're literally five feet apart and they keep passing the ball back and forth. And Terry Seeley turns and he smashes the ball as hard as he can into his own net. I can see this coming. <laughs> and this is where we will take our break. <laughs> Stay tuned because we will be back with the conclusion of our story. During the break, we wanted to take some time to give a shout out to a fan who has recently reviewed the podcast. Um, so here's the review. Story time by Colin H.M. Colin H&M. H&M. I mean, I guess the intro part is okay, but the real gem of the podcast is the story time. They just seem a bit lazy to do two stories a week. Smile. Smiley Smiley face. face. Thank you, Colin, for giving us five stars (laughs) and reviewing us. Um, Yeah, um, so we'd like to address that. Um, First of all, are we lazy? Yes, we are two extremely lazy people. Yes, we are lazy. Are we not doing two stories a week because we are lazy? No. Not necessarily. We are not doing two stories a week because we are afraid we will run out of soccer stories. We're trying to keep this thing rolling as long as we possibly can. Also, it's super nice when we go back and forth and only one person has to do the story per week. Like, we, we get a little we get a little break every week where we just get the, the react, so it prevents burnout on our part. Yeah, which absolutely. Is, which is super nice. However, we've gotten this comment... From a few people. Multiple times. People, from the yeah. people. Um, about how uh, intro part is whatever. It's okay. It's okay. It's mostly it's stupid. Fine. It's mostly dumb, <laughs> obviously. Um, so, we're changing up the format. As you probably have already noticed. We have started with the story. story time. And we're in the middle of the story right now. With a little break section, talking about it. And we will finish with the story. But um, the story the story time is going to be basically the centerpiece of the episode. You might get a little bit of interjections, a tiny little bit of intro at the beginning like we did today. But we are moving forward with the story time being the whole thing, the whole deal the of whole the deal. podcast. Um, yeah, and that's basically because... The whole chicken dinner. The, <laughs> yep. <laughs> So that and that's because you guys have have said that. That's because we've gotten that feedback and so we're trying to implement it and be better storytellers in our medium of choice, which is a dumb dumb podcast. Very dumb. Very dumb. But just as a couple of reminders for y'all, um, while we're at it and while we're here and you have have your attention, uh, we still have WTFPL, our official Deadball Brothers fantasy premier league league running right now you can still join it there is a giveaway the winner is going to be receiving a 25 dollar gift card to away days football um, home of the 25 dollar mystery kit it's really cool we like it a lot um, and if you like fpl or even if you don't like fpl we encourage you to join and give it a shot i just wanted to give a brief shout out to an excellent pun of a team name by drew m whose team name is panic at the east great name good name I'm talking about his actual name, oh, Drew. Great name, actual name, Drew. Panic at the Isco is also good. Top tier pun. Top tier pun. Uh, it would have been nice if it was Premier League guy. You know, 
But Isco... Who could still dream? I think he actually was... There was a rumor to Manchester United for Isco, so... Of course there was. Uh, <laughs> I think it checks out. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. We are not. As always, we super appreciate you guys for listening and for following and for doing all the things that you're doing, but... Right now, we're going to get right back into the story time because we don't want to take up too much of your precious, precious daytime. So, see you back here after this slap and beat. And we are back from that tasty, that tasteful cliffhanger that... Let's put a little zest on it. That you left us on. Salt, a little salt bay. I am... I have a feeling I know where this is gonna go. This is yeah. But let's let's just get into it. The, your feeling of where this is gonna go is at least partly correct, but I think there is still a part that y- it will surprise you still. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Grenada has just scored to go up or not to go up to make the score two to one Barbados, which is a score line that sees Grenada advance on goal differential. Yes. And goalkeeper Horace Stout. And defender, Terry Seeley, passing the ball back and forth to each other, decide to kick the ball into their own net with a, like, I think it was the 87th, 88th minute, like right at the end of the game. Okay. This brings the score 2-2. Two to two. <clears throat> Because the players surmised correctly that since scoring a golden goal in extra time was worth two goals <laughs> via the rules... And the first round of qualifying allowed no draws, but tying the game was the most effective way to give themselves the best shot at advancing. Yeah. Because as soon as Grenada scored, they're all defense. Yeah. They're packing the back. They know that they only have to hold out for like 10 minutes absolute tops. Yeah. Because they scored in the 83rd. So like stoppage time, all that, absolute max, probably 10 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it's smart. It's honestly smart by um, uh, Barbados to... Yeah. To smash one in the back of the net. It gives them more time. Yeah. And, and, if you go to extra time, all of a sudden, it's, I mean, it's essentially a 0-0 game. Grenada has to attack. Like, Grenada has to come out. This whole game, Grenada was um, basically rewarded for playing as defensively as possible. Because they just needed to make sure that they didn't give up a two-goal deficit, Yes. Yeah. And what Barbados did only makes sense... Because they had a chance to score a, a goal worth two goals yes. in extra time. The most golden goal. <laughs> the most golden the goal. The goldenest goal there ever was. So so Barbados does this. And obviously, I mean, like, dumb, it's a stupid rule. And, like, this game becomes stupid because of it. But smart by Barbados. Yes. Like, if yes. you're talking about using the rules to your advantages... Smart, very savvy. Like this yeah. is this is like that's a obviously the best, the best means of winning the game. That's a New England Patriots move right there. Oh, they got Antonio they Brown. Got I'm Antonio so upset Brown. about it. They planned this the whole time. Yeah, they really all right, did. All right, all right. This, that's that's the, the wrong kind of football. <laughs> We're talking about soccer. So obviously, bad for Grenada because yes. all of a sudden. Extra time throws their chances of advancing into like complete chaos. Yeah, because I mean the deficit thing is gone. It's just oh, it's now whoever scores first wins. Yeah. Wins, which is which is bad. 
Um, their chance, essentially, their chances of advancing go like completely 50-50, maybe even slightly less in their favor, considering Barbados is the home team. Um, so, Grenada's players surmised, also correctly, like Barbados, oh, no. <laughs> that the best chance for them to advance was to score a goal before extra time <laughs> on either Barbados or themselves. All right. <laughs> and they got about four or five minutes to do it. If they score, they win the game, and they advance. If they score an own goal, Barbados wins 3-2 to two by one goal, and Grenada still advances yeah. on goal differential. Wow. An equally savvy move. <laughs> These players are thinking on the Granada. Quick maths. I know, seriously. It's <laughs> two like plus two this equals is... four. Minus one is three. <laughs> it's like galaxy brain stuff, man. Um so Grenada realizes this. Barbados also figures out, oh crap, did we score too soon? Because Grenada can do the same exact thing that we just did. Yeah. And thus one of the strangest versions of soccer ever played went forward the final four or five minutes of the match featured a grenada side that was stretched all the way across the field trying to score on either goal (laughs) while barbados's team was effectively split in half one half defending their goal and the other half defending grenada's goal That's bonkers. So so it's like so it's just like they're Grenada's trying to score on either goal while Barbados has team has people on both sides. Yeah. And they're just defending both goals. It's hilarious because th- I feel like this is only something that you'd see in a super match fixie. Yes. Yes. When you when you fixture. think about when you think about like oh like dodgy own goals, you always think like, oh well match fixie, definitely. <laughs> This is not match fixing yeah. at all. Both teams this is really both teams, wanted to win. This, both teams really, really wanting to win and advance, and this <laughs> is the way to do it. Oh my god! Is scoring own goals. The both so both teams were trying to score on themselves. Barbados managed it. Grenada did not. Oh no! Barbados managed to hold for the final remaining minutes of regular time and force the game to extra time. So how did? I mean, because. Um... Granada, they get the kickoff after mm-hmm. Barbados. Oh, I guess since Barbados scores an own goal, they still retain possession of the ball. I was trying to, th- yep. I was trying to think of how like uh, what was preventing uh-huh. um, Granada from just kicking Booting the ball it. back and off the kickoff. Off no, the kickoff. Barbados gets the ball. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So Barbados gets the ball. Obviously, Granada probably. Won the ball from them at some point, but like Barbados by, by that point, <laughs> by, by that point, Barbados realized what they had to do, and so all their attacking players sprinted to the other end of the field to go be defenders for the other team's goal. Yes. So Barbados manages to pull this off. Yes. They force the game to extra time. At this point, it now begins to more resemble a regular game of soccer because both teams have to score now. Yeah. <laughs> Barbados <laughs> scores the golden goal in extra time. Oh my! In front of the home crowd, Gosh. the fans charge the field. <laughs> Barbados wins the game by a score of four to two. <laughs> and so, Group One of or uh, Group A, technically, of preliminary qualifying for the 1994 Jeez. Gold Cup ends with, with Barbados, Barbados in on first top. place with three points and a plus one goal differential. Wow. 
I think Grenada technically in second place because probably the the second tiebreaker they have the same goal differential as Puerto Rico, but the the second tiebreaker was probably head to head. I would assume. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Um, when we got to the end of regulation, since Grenada like, didn't manage to score on either goal, right? I just kind of assumed that Barbados won, but I forgot that they needed to to still score in extra time. Uh-huh. So that's still like, <laughs> uh-huh. they got to play real soccer. It's kind of like the miracle on ice, where it's like, oh, the Russians were actually the semifinal, and we had to go and and beat Sweden or Iceland or someone else in the final yeah. to actually win the gold medal. Yeah, uh, yeah, they actually still had to go play real soccer after, after this weird like speedball thing that they were doing. Um, the the most unmatch fixie match fixie yes, game 100%. ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, they advanced to the next round of the tournament where they finished third in the group, not advancing, not advancing to the semifinals. Dang. Um, draws were subsequently put into effect for the final round of the competition. <laughs> Barbados got two draws in the final round of the competition. That's probably good. Yep, finishing third. The Caribbean Cup never again used the Super Golden Goal rule, which actually occurred three other times outside of Grenada, Puerto Rico, and Barbados, Grenada in uh-huh. that tournament. Yeah. There were three other times where a game went to extra time and somebody scored the Golden Goal and got two goals instead of one. It was just that this was the only time that it became such a big deal in terms of goal differential and... How how match fixy it became with people scoring intentionally on themselves. Yeah, it's like one of those things where um, you could have an idea or a thought and implement it, and it's going well for a while, and you're like, it's not so bad. I don't know why you guys are all complaining about it. Like we're still we're still getting along, and then eventually somebody finds a way to exploit that, and you're like, oh wow, this is very very bad. You've just described <laughs> the entirety of the American political system. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you, that you would draw those lines. Everything is political. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. So after the game, <laughs> Grenada was incensed yeah. at the turn of events. Um, head coach James Clarkson said, I feel cheated. The person who came up with these rules must be a candidate for a madhouse. <laughs> the game should never be played with so many players running around the field confused. Our players did not even know which direction to attack, our goal or their goal. <laughs> I have never seen this happen before. In football, you are supposed to score against the opponents to win, not for them. Yes. <laughs> Which, solid logic coming out from uh, from James Clarkson there, yes. obviously. Uh, you are supposed to score on the other people's goals to win. But in this case, uh, winning and advancing for both teams um, was clearly more advantageous to score on themselves. Yes. Grenada and Barbados met in the Caribbean Cup uh a couple times after 1994, in okay. 1997, and in 2001. Some bad blood there? The ties going back and forth. Uh, not super bad blood, but probably in the back of their mind. It's remembered. more of a result of just the the organizers of the tournament yes. that really screwed. Yes, it really is. Grenada knocked Barbados out in 97. Barbados eliminated Grenada in 2001. The last time the two met in the Caribbean Cup was in 2008. Okay where both teams qualified for the final round of the round-robin groups. Very nice. Grenada beat Barbados en route to a runner-up finish in the tournament and its first-ever Gold Cup appearance. This is like Grenada's best run ever. Yeah. The score of the game against Barbados, 4-2. (laughs) (laughs) 4-2. Oh, man. I love it when it comes full circle. I love it when a good plan comes together. (laughs) Yeah, um, pretty much all of this... 
information was compiled by uh, Simon Gardner in a book called Sports Law. Okay. Um, cite, cite my sources a little bit there. Yeah. Um, it's it's a game that like it's it's talked about and like everybody see, on the internet seems to know about it usually, or at least a lot of people on the internet seem to know yeah. about it. But like the actual details of the game and like match reports and highlights are super sketchy like they're really <laughs> really hard to find you're you're finding like these things in like comic sans like written on the internet <laughs> um the on the video the highlight of barbados barbados scoring the goal on themselves yeah is actually hysterical it's, i believe it because it, it's it's literally they're like they're standing like two feet away from each other the goalkeeper and the defender terry stout and I guarantee that Grenada is just sitting back, like, what are they doing? Because <laughs> there's no, because there's no pressure on the ball. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. they're standing in front of their own goal, rolling it back and forth, and they're looking downfield. And then, and then you just see, uh, you just see Terry Seeley, the defender, like, kind of look downfield and shake his head a little bit, and he turns around and he hammers that thing <laughs> into the goal. And and Terry and uh, and Stout. Uh, Horace Stout, the goalkeeper, was looking downfield at the time, and it's almost like, it's almost like he's giving like a little half-hearted attempt to be like, "Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> that was a mistake." Because <laughs> he looks back, he looks back around, he's just like, shrug, yeah. <laughs> like, "What was that?" that yeah. kind of thing. But it's clearly like so, so planned. It's it's very, very funny. I wonder if um, like the gears were turning in the Granada players' heads. They're like. Because I don't, I wouldn't originally think that. Yeah. It's, especially since it's a new rule. I mean, it's the first right. time it's being implemented. Uh-huh. You're not really thinking about it. You're, you're just like, oh, that. If I was on Granada, I'd be like, that was stupid. Like, yeah. why did they, <laughs> that was dumb. Those idiots. But then, like, after a couple seconds, I'd be like, oh wait. <laughs> well, well, and and I feel like I feel like they they had to they probably caught on pretty quick because their previous game they had gone to extra time and scored the golden goal. And gone up two goals because of it. Yeah. So that's that's like that's how they got here. So I feel like I, I almost wonder if like while they were like passing the ball back and forth, the Grenada players like realized what was happening too late. <laughs> if like if like yeah. <laughs> like a slow motion run the field, like, no, don't do it. Yeah, I. I I, I have plenty of fan crafted theories about what 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 exactly transpired in the minds of the players, but it's definitely oh, one of the man. weirdest weirdest games. Yeah. Definitely one of the stupidest rules I can think of. Yeah, that is pretty dumb. I can't I can't think of I can't I definitely can't think of a stupider rule. But a a result of such a stupid rule is an extremely stupid story and an extremely exciting game in a way that we that we can talk about. Nothing but entertainment. Two Pure decades show later. business, baby. Two and a half decades later. Oh, gosh. 25 That's... years. That's crazy. Uh, I'm yeah. getting old, Drew. <laughs> You're still in your 20s, man. I am still in my 20s. <laughs> we'll take that. We take those. So, so is that it? That's, that's it. That's that's, that's the, the end story. of the tale of okay. Barbados, Grenada, and the most golden wow. goal to ever exist. That is an absolutely bonkers game. Ta-da! And I got you. Bonkers rule. Bonkers game. Bonkers and rule. Very lighthearted, fun, yes. fun story to tell. Keep it a little light this time around. No death. No death. No no legs getting chainsawed no, off. No legs getting chainsawed no, off. No uh, women wasting away in factories. 
Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Just all good vibes here. Good vibes only today. Good vibes only. Uh, so, as always, you can follow us on all of our social medias, DeadballPod, at DeadballPod, pretty much everywhere. Um, Twitter is probably the thing that's most consistently updated um, because that's where I have the biggest audience, so I just continually post stuff there. <laughs> yeah, DeadballPod at gmail.com for De- any questions or comments. And suggestions. If you want to say hey. If you, if, you, if you want to say what's up. <laughs> if you need somebody to talk to. Uh, if, if you have a suggestion for a story um, that you want to hear us cover, please, please send it our way. Um, because that would, that would be dope. But yeah. That hasn't happened as of yet. But Has not happened yet. Um, if you have a favorite weird thing that you know of, like, hey, this is my pet project. And I want more people to know. I want more people to know about it. Please, by all means, send it to us. Maybe we could eventually have some guests on the pod. I'm, to, I'm so down. To tell down. their own crazy stories. I'm super down That'd for that. That'd be pretty cool. That would be super cool. Um, I've already talked to Mackenzie about possibly doing a true oh. crime a true crime edition of... An ambitious crossover. An ambitious crossover of <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my way. <laughs> I'm so All sorry. right. All right. Uh, yeah, follow us everywhere. As always, uh, also, if you could drop us a review, um, it was super helpful, as you could probably tell. We do read them all, and we take their advice. Um, hit us as, with those five stars. Hit us with those five stars and tell us you hate us. Yeah. Yeah. Say real mean things to us. Yeah. Uh, that we'll then read on the podcast, <laughs> fulfilling your revenge fantasy. Mm. All right. All right. It's time to end we this podcast. End this. We should end this. All right. Uh, my name's Adam. And I'm Drew. And we love you guys so much. So much. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.